0: Yeah, so I, so for, for today's show I don't know how you want to attack it In particular Like are we just running down lists of ones that we like Or are we just like Using the songs as like a jumping off point To kind of have a larger discussion about it Or what like Well I like on my end I know there's going to be a
1: couple I, I know my number one Earworm it, Polly will likely know Chris I don't think you will but, yeah, these are songs, actually, there's some that I like, and there's some that I definitely don't. Most of them lead to the don't side.
2: No, yeah. Okay. You okay. know, I, I found, as I was putting this, I really struggled with this one, I'm going to be honest with you, because I find it purely anecdotal. And For if, sure. um, at the same time, like, how do I color this, you know? And I thought, all right, I'll have some fun with it, because uh, I have my own personals, and some of them, uh, most of them are really well-known songs. But yep. We'll talk about it uh, during this whole thing. Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVee, Mark LeFave, and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter.
1: So here we are for a Friday edition of Black Sheep Radio, and uh, Paul Morris is with us. Good morning, sir.
2: Good morning. Don't call me sir. Okay. Sorry. Sorry
1: Sorry about that. Uh, Mark is not with us this week. He's on uh, vacation. So we're saving the one that he wanted to do really badly today, which was uh, one hit wonders. I guess we're putting that off till next week. Mm -hmm. In the the meantime, uh, we are going uh, because we always talk music with Paul with earworms, which are songs that uh, you hear or they just they enter your head or you hear them or somebody mentions the song and then the next thing you know, six. Hours later, one day later, it's still playing in a nonstop loop in your head. Hey. These these can sometimes be good songs, and sometimes, more often than not, with me, they're really bad ones. But for some reason, they just they they don't go away. Yeah. Um, there are uh, ways. I, I was looking this up this morning. It's funny. There are ways that you can get rid of an earworm, and the number one method they suggest is to listen to the whole song. Yeah, which, which to me is. Why would you do that to yourself? But if you listen to it from start to finish, it'll go away, or so they say. And Chewing Gum is another one.
2: Yeah, there's a a whole bunch. Another one is, uh, what was it, Sing... Uh, God Save the Queen <laughs> or some other kind of nonsense, you know? It's just like, I, you know, I, I, looked at, I looked it up because I thought, okay, I wonder what the internet has to say about this. And they of called it something called involuntary audio imagery. Mm. And somebody just made that up because if I went into the doctor and said, hey, doctor, this this song stuck <laughs> in my head and I can't it. Oh, you've come down with a bad case of uh, involuntary, involuntary audio, <laughs> audio imagery. But it's there's a little bit of that. In fact, I found this one site that sort of broke down all the different types of earworms that you can have. You know? Oh, really? Uh, Yeah. One is um, one. Let's see. Uh, Well, they, they, they talked about the types that are memory triggers and visual triggers. That when you see or hear something, they immediately trigger this. But most of us, when it comes to earworms, it's something like there's a song stuck in my head and I can't get rid of it. And you find right. yourself repeating it. It's this endless loop in your head. And when we were getting ready for this whole thing, I was going like, "Well, that changes, you know." I mean, I I have my greatest hits earworms, that earworms. Are in my head. Yeah. I, like if I, you don't mind me starting this whole thing. I can remember when when Aerosmith's "Janie's Got a Gun" came out, and I just couldn't stop. Janie's got a gun. Yeah, that's a good one. Janie's got a gun. Whole world's come undone. And I just kept repeating this for days. And, it was, <laughs> and I, when I started singing it, other people at the radio station started singing it, you know. <laughs>
1: this is the best part of the earworm is the contagion factor. So right. if you if you get it and it's pissing you off, what's the best thing to do? Don't keep it to yourself. Share it with the world, and that's what we're endeavoring to do this
0: morning. Sure. Yeah. There's, there's a really, there's a really good. I, I can't remember the particulars, uh, the this, the, the the of the exact science behind earworms, but I do remember. Um, there's a book called "This Is Your Brain on Music" by Daniel J. Levitin, and it, okay. and it's essentially like a. He's a a biologist And and he goes into the particulars of music One of the topics that he goes into Is earworms Other ones are like emotional connections And like physical manifestations of music So like when you listen to a song And you get goosebumps Like stuff like that Fascinating book I I think it's a bestseller But I highly recommend it He goes into like the there's a part there, too, where he, where he goes into the Beatles, like, original recordings, and how they were, like, kind of what Paul was saying, like, a couple couple episodes ago, how they were, like, you know, lab coat engineers in these studio sessions, and, like, what they were doing, and it's really, really interesting stuff, so if anybody's looking for that, um, we're not going to get that scientific on this, I, I don't think, so... You know if they <laughs> well, I, uh,
1: wow. so uh, I've decided that uh, in presenting mine I, I guess we'll just go back and forth like like we usually do but on occasion I may attempt to perform these songs just oh, in, ca- nice. in, ca- in case it's in ca- like
2: I did I mean least started singing because I think there's the one that runs in your head and you sort of carry with you everywhere you go and like yeah. you know if you're in the city and on the subway for instance you're not gonna start singing janie has gotta. gotta. Mm. <laughs> but you're gonna go, mm, yeah.
1: <laughs> I uh, one is on my list, and every once in a while, uh, when I was doing mornings at Y, I would call my wife live on the air and just start playing it over the phone. Okay. And one time she got so upset, she called me a dick on the air, oh, you dick, and hung up on me. There but we this go. <laughs> this particular song, uh, once I planted in my wife's ear, it doesn't go away, and I'll I'll, I'll lead things off from a good good old Hamilton boy. Painted Ladies by Ian Thomas. That's a good one. <laughs> is a wicked. Yeah. Ooh, feeling fine, mama. And then you get into the la, 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 one. la, la, la. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it, when that song gets in there, it doesn't go away.
2: It's in there. It, 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 it buries itself like a tick. When I was a little kid, I bought that 45. Did you really? <laughs> it's, it's a catchy song, right? It is it's a good track. It's a good track. You know, somewhere in all of this, there's probably in the songwriting manual of how to write a great pop song, there there's probably something about trying to find a way that we can make this thing stick in your ear. I mean, oh, yeah. Tyler said it. I remember him, and probably a million people for him. Don't bore us. Get to the chorus. And the better the chorus is, the more likely it's going to stick. And there's a thing about repetition, which I'm going to get into in a few minutes. But I want to get right. more singing.
1: <laughs>
2: so I'm starting la things la off la local. La, la, la,
1: la. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yes.
0: There are definitely there are definitely a couple acts that are that are better at creating earworms than others. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, you kind of hate to, you love and hate them. I I, I feel like. Uh, some that stick out to me, more, at least more modern acts, would be uh, Lady Gaga has has a bunch of songs on on the list. Um, yeah. Pharrell Williams is another one, and like he does it, I find he does it with his beats. Like his beats have are earworms in and of itself. It's not exactly like a vocal line. A lot of the times, granted, like Happy. Is like that song "Happy" by Pharrell. Yep. It's like a, is like an earworm with the vocals. Yeah. But a lot of the times, like the the, it's the rhythm of it. Like he's he's got it down to it's it's wild.
2: You notice um, that a lot of Pharrell songs yeah. open up with like a little intro that doon, 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 doon. Yeah. It, it, all his songs have this. The ones all the projects that he's not all of them, but a lot mm. of them have this little almost like a count off. One two three four. Sometimes yeah.
1: Poker face would have yeah. is is a definite candidate for my list too. From yeah, Lady Gaga, bad romance, that... you know, uh, yeah,
2: those songs really, yeah. I mean, who would have thought Lady Gaga? But that's the way she gets you, you know.
0: That's her science behind it, you know. Like she's she's brilliant, and and the another one that I have on my list too because I, I had three Lady Gaga songs on here just because. I don't know how many I don't know how many artists have, have been able to recreate that so, so successfully so I figured she she deserves some due but Alejandro is another one that, that that's Alejandro? like right <laughs> it, there's just something about uh, about the delivery of that it's it's just I mean it's, it's brutal it's punishing if it gets stuck in your head for sure you know <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's I know. That's why I'm saying it's it's even even some of these songs can be good songs, good songs that you like, but not after six or seven hours. Like, okay, enough. Just get out of my head.
2: Yeah. If you know anybody works uh, in top 40 radio where they're if they're doing a four hour shift, they'll play the same song sometimes three times, three times. And then you think that some of those songs when they're gigantic hits are on the radio for 10 months. You just imagine. I mean, your head would be, my head would just be bouncing off the walls. I know most of those disc jockeys, They just intro the song and they just turn the volume right down. I know one yeah. guy. I know one guy uh, who, and I shouldn't call him out here because he's currently on the air, so I won't do it. But when he's on the air, he never listens to the radio station. It's on zero. It's not like faintly in the background. He sees his screen. He can see the countdown clock. He has it down to zero. And then when it's time, then he'll open up his mic. Of course, it's in his headphones, and away he goes. But I think that's just to keep himself sane. Yeah. (laughs) especially Let alone alone earworms, you know.
1: Especially if you're doing Top 40. A few years back, when I was still doing Mornings, when Blurred Lines was out, yeah. And the crew down the hall at, at the the top 40 station down the hall, I felt bad for him because, I mean, it seemed like every time we'd meet at the coffee machine, that song was on in the background coming from their station. I'm like, you playing it again, huh? Yes. That's why I'm at
2: the coffee machine right now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Good exactly. Coffee. <laughs> exactly. Polly, what do you got? All right. So I call this the, uh, the uh, these are repetitive phrases. It's the hoo-hoos and doo-doos, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, we did this on the air one time Christy Knight and I we counted the number of times that we heard whoo hoo whoo hoo in sympathy for the devil right (laughs) and I can't remember what the number is like 160 times that they do that phrase you know sympathy for the devil is like 7 minutes long and it kicks in about a minute into the song and it's just so fun. You start, you, I, you, if you're not paying attention, you, you find yourself singing along to it. And then when it's long after it's finished, you're going, do <laughs> do. There's a lot. We did this in a bar one night. We actually wrote down a list of all uh, the, the, a list of all the do do songs. Um, uh, the doo doo songs that i that I've picked here are um, walk on the wild side,
1: <laughs> right? and
2: Jackie Wilson said by uh, by Van Morris and, <laughs> <laughs> and <then laughs> that's all I want. <laughs> like there are so many of them and like Gaga, they've found these vocal hooks which helped carry the song along you know somewhere along the way he said we don't have to fill in this section with words you know and a lot of the time some of these artists actually kind of created these they kind of just did this to kind of fill in the spot we'll fill it in later you know I mean, mm. things, it's not a repetitive thing, but famously in, in Sweet Child of Mine, Axl Rose goes, where do we go now? Where do we go now? Because when they're demoing the song, he says, this is the part of the song I don't know what we're going to do here. And hes you can hear him literally looking around, the, it's, imaginatively looking around the studio at Slash, like, where do we go now with this song? Where do we go? Where do we go now? You know? <laughs> So these are all great vocal hooks that I, and and these, a lot of these are really old and every once in a while they come up and they get, yeah. yeah.
0: The other, the one I'm just, you know, using, using a a blanket melody is, is, uh, uh, Kylie Minogue's Can't Get You Out of My Head. Have you ever heard that one?
2: Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. Mm
2: -hmm. I I, I read a great blog about, uh, I can't remember who the guy was. Maybe it's Ben Rayner. And he was talking about he was really into "Can't Get You Out of My Head," and you know, here's a dude singing along to this Kylie Minogue song. And his roommate would come home, and he would have to stop singing because he didn't want to get <laughs> away. And then eventually, eventually, when he wasn't really thinking too hard, the room came out. He started singing singing that song, and his buddy says, "Me too, man. That's a great yeah. song." <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Does so. anyone does anyone else have a, a song on the list that has no lyrics whatsoever?
2: Ooh, that's a good one.
1: Because I, I don't know why uh, the show was on. It's a TV theme song, and it was on before I was even born. But the theme song from Andy Griffith.
0: Oh yeah.
2: Oh. <laughs> uh. You're right. Oh once God. once that yeah. gets
0: in your head, it ain't going away. I've never even I don't think I've ever even watched that show, and I know the theme song.
2: Yeah, and Isn't I know it, it's it, associated
0: with Andy, Andy Griffith Griffith too. It's crazy how powerful just a melody like that. like you you you, you go into, you go into all of this this trouble to put together like a network television show and your legacy ends up being the theme song. That's just interesting to me.
2: It, yeah, it is interesting. I read I read a story recently is that they're de- they're doing away with theme songs and I kinda I had a little fear in my eye. I said that's too bad because good theme songs stay with you. Why would they do that? I, mean, I don't get we, that. You know, maybe we do that as a show one day. We bring up our favorite TV TV songs, theme and yeah. songs. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is that today, even in the new age of television, there are some amazing ones, and you know, some of the associated with some of the best television shows. Yeah, instrumental. Sure. But I like, like first for instance, I like. Uh, the theme song and I'm going to save that for another day because we're talking Why do I get
1: the feeling though when Mark gets back he's going to insist that Back to the Future was
0: a TV show just <laughs> to sneak in power of love that prick there's a lot of good theme songs i don't understand i don't understand the desire to to strip them away i mean you you just look at some of the more modern shows again like i don't want to get into it because we could save that conversation for sure but um it's iconic some of the some of the shows like some of the theme songs specifically modern ones um, it's you know genre defining stuff so I, i don't i don't get it Anybody yeah. still have Andy Griffith while I'm uh, while we're still on oh there? So. I'm, I'm tr- fighting really hard to, to eliminate that one. I, so one of, one of the ones that I find really interesting, um, I actually remembered it this morning. Uh, as far as an earworm is concerned, it, it forgot about Dre. Uh, Eminem's verse In Forgot About Dre Like that chorus where he's like Nowadays everybody want to talk Like they got something to say Do you know what I'm talking about? No, that I verse that he out. does? Don't know that one okay, okay fair enough So it was, it was big I think the song was like early 2000s Is when it came out Maybe late ni- 90s Because it was early, pretty early in Eminem's career But what I find interesting about this one Is that it's not a melody at all and it's a full, like it's a pretty complex verse. But there is something about the rhythm and the delivery of the song that every when I was growing up, everybody that I knew knew it off the off the hop. I haven't heard that song in ten years, and I know the verse off off by by heart, which is crazy to me. Um, and I am not saying it's like the best uh, you know song or anything like that, but I, I just find you know from 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 the, the opposite of of having a, a Uh, lyricless earworm this one is all lyrics and somehow it still manages to to get stuck in your head I, I find that very interesting I find if I'm putting an Eminem song in there, if Without Me gets stuck in my yeah. head.
1: Eh, this the good jump for me. fun so me. That thing is in there for for a good long while. <laughs> for, for sure. Would, it's, and it's yeah. it's rarely the full song. It's always just the hook or the chorus or whatever that you just keep repeating over and over again, right?
0: He's really good at that. I think he he kind of it's it's again. He, he's had a pretty long-standing career, and a lot of it's built off these these earworm things. Uh, the reason I, I was uh, what reminded me of it, I was I was doing a little bit of research on the earworm uh, phenomenon, and I came up with uh, you know uh, back in the early two thousands, the CIA actually used earworms. As a uh, as an interrogation technique for people in Guantanamo Bay, at least that's the um, <laughs> conspiracy theory. <laughs> that's no. that's yeah that, that's that's what they say. I, I don't I, I don't have enough information here to to confirm or deny that that it happened. But they they, they have a list of songs in this website uh, that they that the CIA actually used which I thought was kind of a little bit of a, a little crossover in our discussion here. One of them was Dirty by Christina Aguilera, which, I mean... Understandable. I, I wouldn't want to hear that either. And the other, another one was the, the real slim shady, you know, by Eminem's like, hi, mm-hmm. my name is, and they would just repeat and it then, over, and and here's,
2: over. Here's an earworm for sure, man. Yeah. Hey, speaking yeah. of the uh, CIA, uh, if we can do a little sidestep here, because at the beginning of the show, I was hoping we could get into some rock. Oh, yeah. Rock. New. Sorry, Paul. I always that's, forget. It, it's that's totally cool. Uh, I started listening to this podcast called wind of change. And it deals with the scorpion song called wind of change. There's a theory. Of course, we all know the song. It was, it was back in the early 1990s and composed uh, at, at the end of the Cold War. And the idea of the song was to say that we can all, you know, it's this all-inclusive, beautiful song. It was a, you know, we knew it was a hit here in North America, but we didn't realize how big this song was internationally. There is a theory that the Scorpions didn't write the lyrics to that song. It was the CIA. As a propaganda attempt to take down, the, uh, take down the Soviet Union. And all the coincidences are there. So it is an eight-part podcast. There are three parts right now. You can get it on Spotify. It's are you Game serious? Game. I've listened to the first episode. It's, it's kind of like part spy thriller, part rock and roll. You know what I mean? They spent a lot of time talking about the possibility of this. The thing is, that it's all hush-hush. Nobody's going to talk. There are these quiet conversations. <laughs> and when you see, when you see, when you hear this podcast, it's like, really? They don't want. Nobody wants to talk about this, or they might get fired. And you're thinking, it's just wind of change in the Scorpions, right? And of course, wow. and and Arnold says, well, of course the Scorpions wrote it. I mean. when you think about the scorpions and all the crazy songs that they wrote rock you like a hurricane and blackout and all the rest wind of change it doesn't really sound like a scorpion song, you know? No, it doesn't. They're a bunch of crazy crouts, those guys. Well, so and anyways, that, but that's, gotta, that's why
1: you wouldn't think much of it is, you know, they're German, the Berlin Wall and all that sort of thing. It yeah. kind of seemed like a natural choice, but maybe that's a part of the conspiracy.
2: Yeah, so the podcast mm. is Wind of Change, and I get to the end of it, I'll let you know. Uh, uh, to end on this note, there's another earworm, the whistling at the begin beginning of Wind of Change. <laughs> and I'm sure people all around the world are whistling wind of change, not even knowing what is that, anyways, right? <laughs> next, uh, am I up next
1: or Polly? Sure. Uh, okay. Uh, um, well, uh, th- 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 go ahead, Paul.
2: Um, we're talking about things that are rhythmic and things like that, and and there are. More, I've got some. It's funny, more recent ones that I've come across. I find myself repeating. This was last week. I was listening to the radio in Funky Cold Medina by Tomeo, the <laughs> radio. <laughs> Funky Cold Medina.
0: Funky cold
2: really? Cold Medina, right. And then uh, the other one is Metallica and the song I Am Evil. And Gene mm. goes, I am, am I evil? Yes, I am. <laughs> That's been playing in my head for a whole week. <laughs> If you don't know, it's a cover version of a song that's on their Garage Inc. Uh, right? Garage Inc. And Ink? it's a really good cover. And uh, it, I can't get that out of my head. Uh-huh. Or all the James Hetfield uh, isms lately. the <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's my that's my favorite uh, thing about James Hetfield and Metallica is how he punctuates every fucking sentence he ever says. Just, and then, <laughs> just he extends every word by an extra syllable. It's the yeah. best. It's something
1: for some reason only he can do. Like only he can oh, get yeah. away. If some other singer did it, they'd be like, Nah, oh, no, yeah. that that ain't working. Like David Lee Roth screams. You know what yeah, I mean? You know, the, yeah, the audio track
2: of him doing Running with the Devil. I mean, it's that's famous one. And there's probably a uh, an audio track of all the headfield things,
1: you know? <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, my next entry, you guys know about because when I brought this topic up, uh, Polly asked, okay, so what's your first earworm? Now, this is not my worst earworm, but Minnie Ripperton's loving you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> la 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 la. la, la <laughs> See, it's the la la la. La la I had the doo 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 doos, and you have the lalas, <laughs> and yep. that's another that's another a songwriting device that goes way back to the '60s. The lalas, yeah. <laughs>
1: and, <laughs> and I it, like it's. Uh, I'm 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 here to tell you. I hope I don't stir up too much controversy in saying this. It's not a good song. So yeah. when it gets, it does, it gets in your head, and the, you're you're singing la 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 la, and it, it's still there hours and this happens to me a lot. I don't know that like I do have a stable and that is definitely in the stable of not like I don't choose for Minnie Ripperton's Loving You to enter my head. It just somehow does. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I I've I've in fact like made notes like what was I doing at the time that this came into my head and I can never place it. How in the hell did that song get into my head? Wasn't on the radio. Nobody mentioned it. It just got there.
2: Yeah, it that, just got that, that there. Is kind of weird. You know, for all mine, it's like, oh, I hear them, and then I, I repeat them.
1: Mm. Uh, no, I, I have some that will show up just for absolutely no reason mm-hmm. whatsoever. Nobody will say, what's the worst earworm you've ever heard? Or nobody will. You never hear that song on the radio. But for some reason, Minnie Riperton, she's there. Mm. She's, still,
0: she's still in there. and She won't go away. <laughs> go away. <laughs> I even just looking at the titles of the songs that I wrote down is getting them stuck in my head. Uh-huh, which is fun which is which is weird um I was in every year and obviously not this year uh, but but every year that, that I'm able i I go down to, to this music festival in Owen Sound it's called summer folk mm-hmm. uh, and they it's it's like an eclectic group of 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 artists and and it is pretty underground stuff but one one year they had the proclaimers um, as as the headliner oh Five hundred miles, and it's inner. Yeah, and it's inner. <laughs> What's funny about that is they headlined uh, one of the nights. I, th- I think it was the Saturday, and then uh, this this isn't the kind of music festival that has like competing headliners. So you see, so there's one headliner that everybody goes to, so everybody saw it. And then the next day, you could just see it in people's eyes that they had that fucking song stuck in their head all day. You could just you could just see
2: it. <laughs> There's another. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? I yeah. That's I, I hate that. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Everybody it, does. It's, it's awful. It's, no, that's wrong. Like I go to this. Yeah, <laughs> it's when reprehensible. The bars, when the bars are open. I go to oh, this, yeah. I, I go to these one of these uh, name that tune trivia things, right? And. um... When that song comes on, the DJ, after, you know, you have to identify the song and who the artist is, that's, the DJ will leave that song on, and the whole bar gets up on it. He lets it play on, and the whole bar gets up on its feet, and they start marching. And I just, I, I want to be part of the fun. I don't want to be that, that arrogant dick, but I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's when you go out for a dart. You're just like, all right, that's enough. I've I've had enough.
2: Next time is it's like, and look at, you know, I, people love that song. And it's like, who am I to say you can't have fun? It's just not my kind of fun. It's it ain't my kind song, of fun either, Pauly. Annoying, And I'm sorry if we offended anybody this morning, but not that song. I'm entirely be, with you. you know, one day we're going to do our, uh, our worst songs of all time list. And that might be on mine.
0: Fair enough. Like as far as bar songs, um, there there's a couple that, that come on that everybody dances to and they drive me absolutely fucking crazy. Um, one of them is uh, what's that what's that one? Um, I think it's a Canadian song, Home for a Rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate oh, that song. Spirit of the West. Of the West I, hate, yeah. I hate that song. And then it comes on and everybody like everybody loses their mind. And then any of the, like in, any of that like Mighty Mighty Boston stuff I can't handle. So it's like, you know, shipping up to Boston or like, you know, what everybody. It's like Ooh. the ultimate it's like the ultimate white person anthem. <laughs> so you go to like a pub, they play this stuff and it just everyone just goes crazy for it. And I'm just like, oh, man, like.
1: Wow. I I, I, can't I, I can't gotta confess, it. yeah, no, I I have to confess, I I there's a sore spot I have with that sort of Celtic infused rock, <laughs> like the Great Big Seas and the yeah. Spirit of the Sisters and the Proclaimers, and uh, there's just something about that sound that just grates on me. It's like a yeah. cheese grater on my balls, man. It just
2: drives I, me I, nuts. I you know it's that's kind, of, kind of funny. I'm it's a song by song case for me. A lot of that stuff you just mentioned. Uh, I kind of do like, you know, but I don't know what it is. Maybe because it is Celtic, maybe because it's old, it's old and yet new again, new voices. I don't know.
1: Yeah. What
2: we don't like about it is, is we, the, the, the tribal, the tribal, uh, the, the tribal love for the, those songs. Yeah. That's, that's definitely the case for me. Okay. Okay. We know, we know, we know. But, like, again here, here we are being the gatekeepers And saying you're not allowed to have fun You're not allowed to have fun I immediately go shut up,
0: uh, <laughs> shut up. I, Yeah like I mean it's yeah, I, I don't know I, I've i tried to tell people Back in the day that that song sucked um, When it was playing and, and everyone was dancing And it didn't go anywhere So I don't anticipate anybody paying attention to me now either um, Don't but, bet on it Yeah like like it's 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 really it's really tough to to shout over the uh, the foot stomping when Home for a Rest uh, comes on at your local pub. So I, I just kind of sit in the corner and fucking drink my beer a little bit faster. Usually, <laughs> that's that's my that's my coping mechanism. Um, yeah, who's, uh, got, who's next? Who's, I don't know. I could go, I could do another one go for uh, it. This is probably the first one that ever got stuck in my head uh, As a kid, for sure Which is uh, The Lion Sleeps Tonight by the Beach Boys <laughs> <laughs> By the Tokens uh, By you the, the tokens. tokens Who is it by? The, the tokens. tokens Oh, okay yeah. the tokens. Why do I think that's the Beach Boys? Well, it doesn't matter because it's still stuck in my
1: head already Thank you Damn it That's yeah, going to be mine now today
2: it's a bad one. <laughs> uh, I, I've got a house full of people here. My uh, my son has some friends that have had to had to stay overnight and all the rest, and I've, I've awakened all of them. <laughs> it's just uh, so, which brings me to my next one here, because this falls into this category of memory and visual triggers that takes place. There are things that you see and immediately you think of a song, right? Okay. Yeah. Whenever I see trains, I immediately think of a song by Leonard Skinner called The Railroad Song.
1: I know that because, song.
2: You know it? Yep. Yeah, it, it's and what about it is it it actually the rhythm and everything about it is about feels like you're on a train you and actually the way it starts up it starts out slow like it's pulling out of the station and then it's going along the track and you feel like you're on a train when the song goes on and it tells the song it's a story about a guy who's a hobo in the back of his train learning about all the old time music as he's going from town to town where the sheriff says you know we don't want your kind of people around i love this song and the song concludes with it slowing down as it's coming to a stop the other one and i'm not sure if she's up right now but this deals with a song by elvis costello called allison i know
1: this world is killing
2: you and when i'm not sure about you but when i meet people i have i have a song that goes with their name and that's one you know it's just like you'll meet somebody and You've got you've got the song list in the back of your head with all these names, and when you meet them, you match the song with mm-hmm. the person. Now that's not an earworm, but it's a trigger which gets you thinking about that, and then sometimes you can't stop thinking about it. Uh, that song. Allison is a song I sing in the shower forever and ever and ever. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. You know, it's like your go-to. <laughs> so I mean, there's a whole bunch of others, but those are the two that really kind of came this came to mind this morning my number well, my only number one
1: hit on this thing uh, and and uh, I, I dare I I really like this song actually but when it gets stuck in it it's there for a while and it's shaken off by Taylor Swift and I can't I can't <laughs> shake it off like it just Mm -hmm. it just it keeps going and going and the year that it came out my daughter uh noah she she, that that was her go-to like every kid her age at that time and uh, i was you know you usually of course you know it's it's a it's a dad's prerogative to sort of poo-poo their kids' music. But that song, that song came on, and I was like, this is a really catchy song, but it was too catchy. And yeah. it just not only was it on the radio all the time, but when the radio wasn't on, it was still playing. Like, it just, it kept going, the play, play, play. and mm. it just, it kept going and going and going. And still to this day, every once in a while, that one will pop into my head unsolicited, unprompted, unprovoked. It, it's just there all of a sudden.
2: Yeah, it's with Taylor Swift. It's interesting, you know. uh, There's that part of, you know the Swifties and that adulation that sometimes can turn you away from her. And yet songwriters look at the her craft and she says, this girl can write really good songs. She knows how to write great pop songs yep. and songs like that are, are evidence of that, you know, some are simple and some have different layers to it. And I think when it comes to people who like her, where their celebrity sometimes gets in the, in the way of their music at times, uh, you take a closer look at their craft, and like she's a really great songwriter. She really is. I listen to every one of her records when it comes to it because I think there's something, something that hey, listen, the songs are simple, and she wears her heart on her sleeve, and that can be like oh, enough, you know. But it's really good, and <laughs> she's really. It is really good.
1: good, and even in that song, even it, it like the 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 lyrics, the 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 hook is catchy, but even that stupid alto sax that just comes mm-hmm. in. Uh, uh, uh and uh, uh, uh. even that will just <laughs> stink just oh. just that little noise alone will get yeah. in there and uh, 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 uh. Uh, 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 and it's going, it's like, it's like your alarm clock in the morning, almost like you're, yeah. you're replaying the sound of your alarm clock over and over again. But yeah, I would definitely put shaken off
0: on my list. She's a, she's a master songwriter. I, mm-hmm. I, I had like, she's definitely, I, I can see the aversion to her, like personality wise, she's a little odd as a, as a, and, and she, she definitely kind of, you know, I, I think she would be the first person to admit that, that, you know, She's a little front, she puts herself a little too front and center sometimes ahead of her music. But, like, you know, I, I, I it's she, to me, like, there's not, I don't think that there's anything really more difficult than writing your own full length, like, start to finish pop record and having it be relevant. And she's managed to do it, like, I don't know how many records she has, but over and over and over again. I do, and I do kind of, I do kind of uh, sympathize with her a little bit because you know she she talks a lot about how her perception, her public perception, would be a lot different if she were a guy, and like I, like if if a guy released her like a male singer songwriter released her catalog, like that would he, they would be like a modern day Paul Simon, like they would be like revered as like this great songwriter, but like, for whatever reason people don't give her as much respect as. That she deserves. Maybe it's her personality. I, I don't really know, but yeah, she's unbelievable. I'm a huge fan.
2: Yeah, I'm a fan too. I, I'm going to suggest that you watch if you haven't seen this documentary that she did mm-hmm. uh, around the release of her more recent, most recent record, and it kind of gives you a peek behind the curtain a little bit. And you know, we can get into a long discussion on, but maybe we should move on to the next one.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, my yeah.
2: next, my next one is uh, I've been listening to another podcast called "This Is Not a Drake." Uh, this is not a Drake podcast. And um, the first episode of it deals with black music in Canada and the way it's been sidelined along the way. It is fascinating. And, uh, but the second one was more about surely enough, Drake, even though it's called, this is not a Drake podcast. And it talks about nice guy, Drake. And along the way, uh, it finally gets to that chapter in his life about Rihanna and Rihanna is my next set of earworms with Umbrella and the work song as well too. Work, yeah, work, 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 work. work, work. <laughs> and Umbrella, Ella, Ella, eh. Is <laughs> <laughs> it said, girls good, man? It's, it's kind of like Taylor Swift in a way. I mean, that's part of this generation, but you know, and as I say, it's this generation, it's the new stuff. It really just kind of borrows from a tradition of great songwriting. that goes way, way back before all of us were born, you know. That's and, true. But, but, yeah, there's a lot of modern songs that are built with these kind of things in, into them, you know. I'm, I'm sure, gonna,
1: yeah. I'm going to throw in, uh, because I, I, I think this is the only one that gets its own subcategory, is kids songs. And there's a few <laughs> kids songs that... <laughs> Once once they're in there, good luck getting rid of them. Um, it's a small world comes to mind for sure. Um, and I don't know. I think this is just because you know when I was uh, when our daughter was super young. Of course, she she grew up in an area in an era where treehouse was available, sure. and the treehouse network was on in the background all the time. So there's a few songs from that like still to this day i i know the words to polly i don't know if you're familiar with any of these but there's a couple shows on there max and ruby is one uh oh, but, but really? my number one earworm that gets stuck in my head of all kids songs or from kids shows is Menomina from the what? muppet show never heard that. Doo, 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 doo. Never what? heard that. <laughs> no. It's a song from The Muppet Show, and it's just two Muppets that go back and forth going,
2: <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
1: I know the one. I know the one now. Yes. I know the one you're talking about now. Yeah. The manamana <laughs> man, song is, and, and, and once that's in, Good luck getting her out. <laughs>
2: My kids grew up on Disney. And so, you know, I was this short about getting the, the Disney box set. And I went, no. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. <laughs> but a lot of those songs. But that, I'm not sure if those are, are uh, you know, I'm not sure if those songs are earworms as much as they just got repeated just because, you know, the, yeah, I had a cassette believe it or not or a cd with all those songs on them and you know the radio wasn't good enough then because they're so young and so you pop those on and you find yourself playing those like we used to travel from niagara to my my uh, in-laws cottage up in the gatineau hill so that is a nine-hour drive so you're you're gonna play some kids stuff along the way and a lot of these things that's that's funny the muppet song though
1: Ma-na, ma-na, do, and that's all the song does yeah In an endless <laughs> loop and uh, th- there you go there's uh, yeah manamana ma-na is definitely on my list it's no and funky it's so cold medina though man <laughs> it is no funky cold medina i'll give you <laughs> there's that.
0: A, a lot a lot of the a lot of the big lists um that i was that i was looking at um just while doing research for this, uh, Queens, We Will Rock You was like number one on pretty much all of them. So, so
1: yeah, I saw um, that, and I don't get
2: that. I've yeah.
1: never earwormed that song. Can
2: I tell you a story? When I when I was in residence, my second year at university, and I was playing that album News of the World by Queen, and so We Will Rock You came on, and two guys showed up my showed up at my door with a baseball bat. <laughs> they said, "We are going to." destroy your turntable if you don't turn that shit off <laughs> are you serious <laughs> i'm really serious <laughs> and they were just being fun but they're being funny you know what i mean and so i agreed to never play that song amongst has, these guys in residence for that entire year Alyssa has anyone Hansel.
1: earwormed that song has anyone got it stuck into their head to the point where they, they wish it would go away
2: no
0: it's uh, like for me like it would be the rhythm i guess i could understand that but like no, not not really. I, I, di- I didn't really understand that either. I, I was actually pretty surprised that it was so high on, and unanimous on so many of the lists that I, I was know. looking at. So. Um yeah I I as far as uh, I think earlier I, I can't remember which one of you guys were talking about just like the song being on over and over I think it was the t- the shake it off one yeah. you guys were talking about that um one one of my examples of this is I was I was working at a greenhouse um during the 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 summer where uh stanks the reason was the biggest song in the world and like it was on every radio station so it was on it was on um Hits for sure I don't know Actually I don't know If it was on hits or not Oh it but I, was it, it, Yeah but it, it was Literally on every station You couldn't escape it and, and I had to listen To these radio stations All day It was the only form Of entertainment That we had So I, I would probably Listen to the reason Once an hour You know Every single day For an entire <laughs> summer It was absolutely insane Um, and the only other comparable to that would have been, um, what's that Bedouin sound clash song? Oh yeah. Um, uh, when the night feels my song. (laughs) Yeah, that's a bad one. Yeah, man. And, and I remember one time I went camping. I think I've told the story on the podcast before. Uh, and there was a guy that made a playlist uh, for our camping trip. It was, a, it was a friend of a friend. So I, I didn't even really know the guy. But he had the stereo and he would play this song again, like six, seven, eight times a day, like every day. It was crazy. It's such oh, a bad I, song too.
2: In my Ugh. first year in my first year of residence, uh, the guy across the hallway from me, um, he had never heard of Led Zeppelin, so I played him played him the first album and he went he went like, oh my god, it was almost like the Red Sea had had parted and he had discovered. And so he would he would play Communication Breakdown, which mm-hmm. is basically a two minute punk song and once it finished, he'd pick up the needle and then he'd drop it again. He would do, he'd come home from class and he would play it six or seven times and then go on to his next class. He'd come home at night and he would do it again. He drove the 20 guys in my townhouse out of our minds. His roommate couldn't go to his room because he... <laughs> <laughs> this guy would not stop playing. And this went on for over a month. Like this oh was my God. this is not an earworm. This is an obsession. And it's just like, okay, I get it. But you know, after you've heard it three times, you you kinda get it. And I get that adrenaline rush, it really does have that to it. But a month later, I mean now one thing I will tell you about this guy is that he's O C D and uh, he drank a lot of uh, drank a lot of coke. Not snort a lot of coke, but it might as well have been an amphetamine because this really kind of got his blood going, you know. And I can still see him in his room punching the air and ear guitaring in the all. He's like, oh, my God. But a month of it?
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> I think you guys have forgotten uh, one earworm that hits people. It's I think is the only earworm song that actually gave birth or gave gave name to a, a phenomenon. Uh, it's called the Rickroll. The Rickroll, yes. <laughs> yes. Never gonna give you up. Yep. Never gonna let you down. Never gonna run. Or, if that gets in there, it ain't going anywhere. <laughs> That's true. <right>? Never gonna <laughs> run. Or, has anyone ever Rickrolled anyone? Because it's no, good fun.
2: I've never done it. I just love that. You know. It, Way back in the day when you'd watch a video and all of a sudden it crashes in the middle of the video and it always gets me a laugh. And the funny thing is, is I've come to love that song because of it being a Rickroll, you know, me too. And uh, I'm not sure who I saw, the fact that he actually reemerged. I can't remember what TV show it was on, but he reemerged to actually perform that song live. It made me laugh. It's good on That's him. You know? my He's favorite, got a great sense of humor about
1: it. My favorite Rick roll is, uh, it was a, it, somebody caught it on YouTube. It was at a New York Mets game at the old Shea Stadium. <laughs> and no, true story. Somebody actually managed to to hack into the New York Mets video board. So they were right in the middle of, you know, hi, this is whatever player of the New York Mets reminding you to support my charity, blah, blah, blah. And then. Out of nowhere, never gonna give you up. You know the best place Rick to do Ashley. that would be
2: in a stadium. The best place I think you could put that is there's two places. It's it's at um, Fenway Park when they're doing Sweet Caroline when they do that to rickroll Sweet Caroline. Hell yes, or rickroll. And this would be sacrilege. is take me into the ball game when they play it at uh, Wrigley Field with the Cubs. When the, when the whole stadium is on its feet singing "Take Me to the Ball Game" and you rickroll that, that would be hilarious. Cause
1: it's one. Two, three, never the- gonna give you. A- oh, that would
0: <laughs> be perfect. There's there, one of the the greatest Rickroll I've ever I've ever seen. Actually, happened recently. Do you guys know Reddit? You ever go on Reddit?
2: No, I Casi- don't. Occasionally, it's, a, it's it's a it's a dark place. It can <laughs> be for sure. It can
0: be. So so uh, for anybody that doesn't <laughs> know what Reddit place. is, it's a basically a forum uh, site where people post stuff and like comment and all that stuff. And, and and every once in a while, they'll have celebrities come on to the site and they do like a thing called they call it an AMA or an, it's, it means ask right. me anything. So one time they had Rick Astley on as an ask me anything, right. and and somebody rickrolled him. <laughs> Which is my favorite, my favorite part. So somebody <laughs> in their in their in their question, they included a link to the fucking never gonna give you up, and it was insane. It broke the internet for for a day. It was it was great.
1: Uh, I'm I'm gonna <laughs> offer up my last one. This is this sure. is uh, this is my worst earworm. It, it gets me and I get other people with it. Chris, I don't know if you'll know the song, but as, as soon as we're done, I, I'd like you to YouTube it, put it on and see if this does not happen to you. If you don't get earwormed, it's a band called The Normal and the song is called Warm Leatherette. Yeah. Paul, I don't know if you know the song.
2: I know the song. I can't remember how it goes, though. Yeah. When, yeah. When you said The Normal and Warm Leatherette brought me in. Yeah. But I don't know the melody or what's the hook.
1: As soon as you're done, do me a favor, will you please? And just put it, put it on YouTube, throw it on your headphones. And if you're not waving your fist in the air, screaming my name, I will be shocked. It is the worst earworm I've ever caught. I do it to my family all the time. Every once in a while, my wife will bring home pepperettes from <laughs> From the grocery store, and she'll say, do you want one? And I say, only if it's warm, and she'll fuck off, because warm pepperette is suddenly stuck, I'm telling you. Warm leatherette by the normal. I dare yeah. you to put it on, and okay. you'll be stuck. You'll be stuck.
2: All right. I just I'm- listened
0: to a clip of it. It sucks. Thank you, and you're welcome. Actually, f- funny enough, I on, on YouTube, I just saw that... Uh, uh, there's a cover of Warm Leatherette by Trent Reznor. That doesn't surprise From Nine me. Nine Inch Nails.
1: Because it's a very, it's a very <laughs> somebody, electronically. It looks
0: like somebody has a cello as well. So a that's cello weird. in Warm Leatherette? No, that's that's, that's what sacrilege. it looks like in this picture. Yeah,
1: Polly, as know, soon as we're done, man, yeah. YouTube it, Warm Leatherette, right. the that normal. Yeah, yeah. As soon as we're
2: done here, yeah. Right. yeah on, and I, and if we ever yeah. talk
1: again, you you, you can...
2: <laughs> we're no longer friends after yeah, we're yeah, Warm Leatherette? Yeah, we're, we,
1: we may not be friends after Warm Leatherette, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> is this the song I'm going to be when I go to work? Yeah, the, after uh, When I go to work, uh, this at, is this the song going to be playing in my head? <laughs>
1: after you're done whistling Andy Griffith the whole way in, Warm Leatherette will take over
0: once you get into the workplace. <laughs>
1: oh, that's, right. That's my goal.
2: yeah
0: Right on. All and right, the, boys. The only thing I'm I wanted to add, cause, oh, sorry, sorry. The only the only thing I wanted to add is I know um, Nepal. You're talking a lot about podcasts. Have you ever seen the or heard the Dissect podcast?
2: Nope.
0: Yeah, check it out. I think you'd really dig it. It's this kid. Um, he pretty much he pretty much bootstrapped the whole thing. He does all the production and everything, and it it became a, a pretty big deal. And essentially, what he does is he. Does, he devotes an entire season to one album and then he walks through like the, the first episode will be like the historical context of the record and then like why it was so big and why it's so revered so the first one he did season is To Pimp a Butterfly um, the second one is a lot of it's hip hop now that I look at it but the second one is My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and then he goes through like all of these albums so he did like uh, Frank Ocean Lauren Hill, Tyler the Creator, it's pretty cool How do you spell Dissect feel- dissect it's d-i-s-s-e-c-t oh, there we are okay. yeah the pod it's a it's a masterpiece like as far as music uh okay. criticism podcasts yeah you should de- i'm curious to see what you think about it
2: yeah you know in our universe of hey you should see this television series and see this show and see or this movie and so much these days of course there's a whole uh-huh. world of podcasts that i will be forever chasing at all and there's right and, and you know i know we're the thing about it is that I wish some of them were a lot shorter, you know. Yeah. When 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 this is a Drake podcast runs eight long it's you know eight episodes long at an hour each it's just like oh dude i like i like the story i like the idea but i mean there are some that are classic like the original serial Mm -hmm. you know was was infinitely entertaining all the way through the whole thing but some of them just feel so drawn out why does this have to be eight hours long you're just Mm -hmm. telling a real simple story I like those ones that are kind of self-contained, but I will check that one out dissect and I the ones I mentioned earlier, this is not a Drake podcast. It is about Drake, but it's also about black music in Canada sure. and elsewhere as well and uh the other one was, oh yeah, "Wind of Change." The story about that I gotta the conspiracy check Conspiracy that the CIA may have written "Wind of Change" for the Scorpions as a way to take down take down the Soviet Union. It's an interesting theory, you know. And it's it's to say, it's less about the Scorpions and it's more about the CIA and all the coercive things that go on behind the scenes. Yeah. The, the
0: company that makes the, I, I I have it tabbed up. I'm going to listen to it today for sure. But the, the company that makes Wind of Change is like a really legit established podcast
2: company. Yeah, so, Pineapple, it, yeah. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. So... Warm and this leather very, at and this the normal. Is, and this podcast is being produced by a very legitimate, huge company too, right? That's yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're looking at him. He's right there.
1: <laughs> boys, all next right, week. Stuff, next, next week, I think it's going to be like a two-hour episode. If we do, if we do one-hit wonders, it's going to take a while. Okay. Yeah, probably. Let's
2: let's, do, let's get started early, and we'll do it. <laughs> you got it. I'm all Sounds over good. it. Sounds good. All right, boys. See you guys.